Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Electrician's Success Podcast. Really exciting session today. What we have for you is the 2020 biggest lessons from our peak performers in the academy and other members in our mastermind. We jump into this call and share so many wins, lessons, and things that you need to be doing in 2021 to really scale up your business. I'm really excited to help as many people get these results this year. And if you haven't heard already, we've got an awesome offer for the start of 2021 where you'll get one month at the Academy Mastermind on us. So it's $276 worth of value. And also a one-on-one coaching session valued at $750, absolutely free to help you level up your business this year. 2021 is gonna be a massive year for a lot of us. We've got to understand the implications of different things, especially working within COVID. So come on board, join the team and get the support that you need to scale up your business fast. Really excited to jump on. If you want that, go to the website. It's in the show notes or otherwise type in www.electrician-success-academy.com and use the coupon code 2021 when you sign up and you'll get that $1,000 plus value of coaching absolutely free. Really excited to meet you guys. Looking forward to having you on board. But otherwise, enjoy this session and all the best. See you guys soon. Greg at the moment is over in Perth, so it's it's early over there. So he asked if uh, we could jump in. Uh, so you got two coaches today instead of one. It's like a bang for your buck. Boom. 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 Uh, how are we all? Good. Don't be strangers. Let's let's chat. Stuart, Tom, NZ Connection comes in. Hey. How are you going? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Did you enjoy that session last night? Just off topic for a tiny second. Oh, mate, that was awesome. He's spot on. I found his uh, thing on um, Spotify. So I was having, having a listen to that, driving around. So. The, the other guys are sitting there going, what happened last night? What did we miss? What was it? Uh, we had in Peak Performers, we had um, Jackson, Jackson Milan. Yeah. 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 How'd you find it, Stuart? Yeah, it was good, man. Yeah. It's good. I, I can see Nick's hiding there. He hasn't got his, his, uh, his camera on, but I, I saw Nick was in there last night too. Yeah, I added him on Facebook as soon as, he, as soon as he said I could. So it's good. Sweet. Sweet. Um, look, guys, um, we're going to go through a little bit of a, a different format today with Mastermind. I'd really love to hear, uh, and this is a really, really good one, actually, for where you guys are at, because I really want to reflect on where we were at the start of the year, uh, where we are now, and kind of a couple of the key things that have got us to where we are. Um, and we've got a really good array of guys here. We've got a few guys here who are in Mastermind, uh, who are actually about to start Incubator. Um, and we've got new peak performer legends uh, here as well, who have all been through Incubator and are now up in peak performers. Um, so it'll be really interesting for you guys to share kind of where you were at the start of the year and where you are now. And I think that will all take away a lot of um, things for that. Um, I'm actually also excited to hear from Nick in this one because uh, he was somewhere very different to where he is now. So that'll be really cool. Um, I'm just going to shoot from the hip and then call out people. Um, and I would just love you to love you to let us know, um, like I said, where you were at the start of the year, where you are now, uh, and what you feel were a couple of the key contributors to get you to where you are now. Uh, look, we're going to start with, I could see Nick, you're driving. So I think this would be a great time for you to start because you might get to a job and have to have to get out and go from there. So if you could let us know kind of at the start of the year where you were, where you are now, and what got you here, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. 
Nick froze in the best possible view, didn't he? Look yeah. at that. Yeah. He looks like a model. Look at that. Yeah. Okay, maybe maybe Nick's not good got to talk right now. <laughs> now nah, he's gonna look, he's he's pressing it. We got him. Here he goes. How you going, guys? Good. Wait, can I give you a little bit of a heads up, but Nick? I've yeah. gotten caught before. You know, you just put your arm between the steering wheel there to like press yeah. the button. I've done that before and I forgot that I was turning and I got my arm fully caught in the wheel and we just literally went around in a circle. It looked oh, pretty I stupid. I but, hope uh, you're going around a roundabout, eh? I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> I looked like a dickhead. All right, anyway, go for it, Nick. Um, I missed that bit. I froze and That's I lost right. you. Um, so I don't know what you're talking about. That's right. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through kind of where you were at the start of the year, where you are yeah. now, and what you feel some of the key contributors were to get you to, to this moment in time, to where you are right now. Yeah, right. Um, so the start of the year, I was still working 7-7 um, and on my business. I was probably, I was booked out most day, uh, like most of my break, but I was probably doing 50 to 60 hours on my week off. Um, towards the middle of the year, although I landed a pretty big project in, or for me it was big at the time, um, in March. So that took up a fair bit of my time and I realised because I was a one-man show that a project like that actually, um, you, the rest of your business suffers. So I, um, yeah, and then I joined the incubators in, I think, the July one, and from there I managed to, well, I, I um, put someone on, but I'd been looking for eight months, so it took me eight months before I found someone, but finally got someone on board, and within six weeks after that, I had my second guy on board, and I've resigned from the mines, and starting next year, I'll be full-time in my business with two tradies. So, yeah, going a fair way. That's a big change for you. Yeah, it's massive. <laughs> yeah. What would you say is if you could kind of just pinpoint one thing? What is really, because uh, for you, that's, uh, you know, there's a big leap of faith to go from, you know, seven on seven, uh, you know, consistent money coming in, a safety net almost, to where you are yeah. now. What was the biggest driving force that kind of gave you that, that kick, that drive to go from there to where you are? Um, the incubator group was a fairly big driver behind it and give um, just a few few changes and stuff that we did through there. But um, also pretty much just getting my first staff member and then seeing how quickly um, we grew after that. So just finding that right guy like I had few applicants but I just could never find anyone decent I got this guy he seemed too good to be true and he yeah he's been really good so I've been pretty happy there but yeah just mainly the first staff member and then giving him all the work that I generated and working on the business so not trying to do both not trying to um take work off him even when people ask for me to do it or whatever I just said I can't do it too busy um, but I'll send Brendan. He's just as good. He's probably um, probably better. So I think Greg uses that one a bit, but um, or we used to. So yeah, just 
having a good employee, good team. And the second guy was from the same workplace as um, that old mate come from. So good culture sort of thing. So he was really happy and pumped to be working for me and thought I was a good boss and appreciative in that. And old mate come, um, come across pretty soon after. Thanks for sharing, Nick. Um, no worries. Tom, cross the ditch. Yeah, fuck. Um, the biggest one for me, easily, was Incubator. Uh, we got to start with where you were, bud. We got oh. to get some context. Oh fuck! What was it? What was I doing? Just undercharging like a motherfucker. Um, <laughs> had like, yeah, no work. Just basically working for free. Um, I was contracting to my old firm and that was like awkward as, um, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And then I joined incubator two weeks after being a part of, um, mastermind. And then, uh, yeah, that was the August one that kicked off and yeah, just, just changed the game. I then stopped doing contract work with my old firm completely. Just spent hundred percent of my time just, just, cold calling going and just seeing people and just being like really aggressive with chasing work and then eventually yeah work got out um that yeah i was doing my thing couple referrals here and there and then it sort of just grew from that so learning how to price properly was the biggest thing so yeah pretty much doubled my hourly rate and then yeah just just being ruthless as with pricing now and just not getting butt hurt by like not pleasing those shitty customers. That was the biggest thing, you know, trying to, you know, like not everyone's your mate. So just being like, you know, no, I can't do that. This is how much this is. That was the biggest thing for me. And then, um, yeah, like just all the support that you get from all you guys has been the biggest thing. Just all the tools that you teach us. And when you apply it all, it's, oh, it works wonders. Like now I'm pretty consistent work. Um, got a guy starting in January, which should be good. You got a guy on? Well, he's a third-year apprentice, so that's the best I can find. But um, he'll be good. He'll be good. I reckon give him give him six months and he'll just be like a weapon and I can just completely let him go and do his thing. So see what happens. I can send him – I reckon I can send him to, like, little stuff now. But it'd be good for those, like, two-man sort of jobs. Like, I've got a – I've got a rewire to do on my own before he starts, which is just going to be punishing. So like, it's that sort of thing. Can't wait till it's just a helping hand. Yep. Perfect. Thanks for that, bud. Um, Luke, what about you? Luke's uh, over in the UK. Uh, There was a, there was a split second there where I was like, hang on a sec, is Luke in the UK? But Luke is in the UK. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not Lindsay, like it says. (laughs) Um, but tell us about where where you were a year ago and where you are now Um, Um, a year ago I'm pretty much exactly where I am now a year ago Um, I'd like to give some pretense guys Luke is coming up into incubator uh, so you will uh, will, your your journey will change we'll be able to have this conversation in six months time it'll be very different for you I hope so the you'll, have four vehicles, you'll have four vehicles and four guys, mate. Mm-hmm. Oh, mix, mix in the house. <laughs> hey, boys. Hey, bud. How are we? Good, man. 
That's good. Luke, when you say exactly the same position, tell us a little bit about that, what that position looks like. What is, what is that position that you're in right now? Um, working every hour under the sun, working every evening, doing admin, books, um, not having much free time, not having much of a life really, to be honest. Yeah. Being stressed. Yep. Uh, boys, hands up if you can relate. Been there. Uh, everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone. I think this will be a, a valuable call for you, Luke. I, um, I've spoken to you a few times uh, and I know where you're at. Um, and it's the same place that I've heard a lot of these guys be at uh, at different point, uh, you know, a, a while ago. So um, I feel for you. Uh, but trust me, things are, things are going to get better. Yeah, um, I can't wait to... Start the incubator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kirk, who's just, I think, he's, that's that's that one. Kirk's sitting there. Um, he's one of the key coaches in incubator, so uh, you'll be you'll be hanging out with him a lot. He'll be he'll be the key to success. Uh, Brendan, how about Yo. you, bud? So what we're doing, we're just going through. I saw you jumped in that little bit late. Uh, you know, not not mentioning anything, not going to chastise you for it. <laughs> really, just um, pointing that out to everyone. <laughs> just putting out there that you were late. <laughs> no, nah, it's so good. I'm only joking. I'm only joking, guys. Um, I'm talking about where we were a year ago, uh, where we are now, and, you know, a couple of the key things that have gotten us to where we are. Yeah, cool. Uh, a year ago, I, where was I? I had an apprentice and a tradesman. Um, the tradesman was just sucking me dry, just like really taking advantage of my business a lot. Um, but, uh, I didn't realize it because I wasn't tracking my numbers and I couldn't figure out why I wasn't making money. Um, then I did the incubator shortly after that, realized I had to get rid of that tradesman because Kirk actually showed me how to run some numbers and uh, yeah, started doing KPI tracking on my, um, on my guys and realized my apprentice was making me more money than my tradesman, um, which shouldn't really be happening how it was. Uh, so yeah, got rid of him Um what else have I done since then? I've, yeah, so since then I've now got two other guys working for me. They're both guns. Um, so I've got three guys all up. I've got a brand new ute. I've got uh, a brand new van. Um, yeah, we're, we've, uh, I think we're going up consistently about 10K each month in turnover. Like I went up two bolts on the last peak performers round and I'm Ooh. aiming to do that again this time round. So yeah, yeah. all all from incubator and peak performance and just motivation from this. Um, I've been a member of the Academy for ages, um, but I'd never actually uh, put a lot of time and effort into it. I just sort of, yeah, just been a, a base m- member and joining in the masterminds and stuff like that. But yeah, never really looked into it a lot. So after doing the incubator and actually forcing my hand to sit down every Friday afternoon with Kirk and the other boys it was good. Um, yeah, and we're smashing it now. I think that was the biggest thing, Brandon. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing from incubator guys is like you just get you get that structure around actually committing to working on the business. That's the yeah. biggest thing, and then that becomes a habit. And then as you move forward, it's just like wow, you can do so much with like this structured time. Yeah, it's having having that actual like forcing you to schedule it in and having 
like what was it like 10 other guys that were also like yep we're also going to be there and having that commitment with a group of guys like me and Mick were in the same incubator and so seeing Mick going up and you know you had someone to relate to and, and chase and uh and Mick's still my target he's beating me at the moment but um yeah he's I'm, I'm chasing his tail hard trying to catch up to his turnover <laughs> oh that, the turnover was okay mate it's the net profit I'm worried about at the moment <laughs> yeah and that's it all the expenses, the more guys you employ, the more expenses you get, mate. I'm feeling it at the moment, so I've got to get it on top of my invoices at the moment because I'm feeling it. Yeah, but no, it's it's good. I reckon, you know, nowadays we're, we're comfortable, like I, I feel comfortable not to go to jobs that I have to. Um, I'm doing podcasts with Greg. I'm just, I'm just on top of the world at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> good yeah, I, I actually wanted to mention that. Uh, I actually watch, I didn't watch that live, but I watched that the afternoon um, after you did that and I kind of just I just wanted to say thank you you were so open and so honest about literally the same kind of thing where you were what you'd been through and where you are now and kind of the future goals and uh, even just in a personal level around family and friends and you know your own personal stuff it was really really nice to to see that and we do see that a lot up in peak performers um, Scott is not here but Scott Priosti was in before um, you know he had a really open honest moment in our last intensive which was great so, Brendan, I just want to say thank you for that. It was really, really nice to watch. Uh, you know, it's not yeah. often that something captivates me for an hour, but I watched it from start to finish. That yeah, was, I got to say, yeah, I, I, was I, was, I was the same. I was actually the same. I watched it for a while then. I could actually relate. I think Brendan and I are very similar with with sort of family values and how we've been brought up and what we believe in. And I think it's um, it's good to relate to a lot of the guys that have got the same same outlook on life and just what we want to achieve out of this. Um, and it's just been, yeah, I think, yeah, it was actually actually really good to see. Even Scott was with what Scott opened up with on that session, as you said, that uh, Mitch. It was yeah, really good to see. And I think we've got to be open with each other and just yeah, speak up if there's any dramas. And especially me, like the last couple of weeks, I've been really struggling. But I spoke up and I, I got a few mentors talking to me. It was really good. It sort of opened my eyes again and I got that motivation again. So it's it's really good. Look with with that, Mick. Um, I'd love to hear from you where you were at the start of the year, where you are now, um, and what you feel are some of the key contributors to that that have helped get you there internally, personally, and in the business. Um, I think I'm on, I'm around the same sort of level with Brendan. Is yeah, I was in the I was in the in the academy, so I've been in the academy for two and a half, oh, probably two years now. Um, but I was just in and out and sort of just touching base and you know just seeing how things were. But then jumped on the incubator and I think the incubator is what got it going for me because there was a group of guys there that I just thought you know and I still touch base with them all and we're all good mates now and I think we all relate to each other and we can all hold each other accountable but that was the next level for me um in March I was literally myself just as myself and you know turning over 20 or 22,000 a month or something uh just breaking it you know sort of just breaking that net profit margin there and going all right and then I kept, I'm in an iron with uh, with whether to take a tradie on and I took on a third-year apprentice of a mate of mine. That took me to the next level because he's, yeah, he was really good. And then seeing what he could do, it gave me an opportunity to see what I could do with a tradesman. So I took a tradesman on. So long story short, in the space of six months, I've got four guys. I bought four new vehicles and I went from turning over 25,000 in one month to turning over 50 in another month to turning over 96 in another month. So, um, yeah, it's sort of gone from one level to the next. That's huge. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I feel, like actually, I feel like I'm actually running the business now, not as a sole trader. I actually feel like I'm actually running a business, like a successful business. I'm starting to feel like that now. And yeah. the goal, the goal for me was to, the goal for me was to um, take over our peninsula as a main contractor. And I think we're very close to that already. I think next year we'll really be seen as the main contractor in our peninsula where we're living. Excellent. That's a huge achievement. Yeah, that's no, good. Thanks for that, Mike. Thanks for sharing. No um, Ned, I'd love to hear from you. Yes. Um, well, can't can't do back a year a year a year ago. I was working for someone else, um, but five months ago started my own business. Like started COVID time, so pretty good time to start. Um, from then, I was kind of uh, started the business and doing a bit of subbing work for just like a like a family friend, um, like doing like cash jobs, and then signed up the high pages and like some other job app like service New South Wales, like just got sucked in completely to it. Um, didn't really, didn't really work much like in terms of just didn't have the time to spend on it to get the jobs and was always competing. Didn't know how much to even quote when I got the jobs. Um, but I think like, I think I'm still kind of at that stage, like slowly just over five months getting you know, a couple of referrals from a couple of jobs. But yeah, definitely keen to start on this incubator thing and hopefully put someone on in one's business, like when I'm starting to get some more steady work coming in. Yep. Um, I'd like to throw out a question to, to the guys. Um, and I've had some really long chats with um, Ned around um, different things. I just want to ask you, do you remember that feeling of, you know, not having the confidence to, uh, you know, charge what you're worth, um, not sure about things in business? Do you remember that feeling of not having that confidence? Yeah. Um, is anyone able to speak around what's really helped them gain that confidence in pricing and different things like that? I'd jump in straight away. Like, I still struggle with it when someone wants a verbal quote from me on site or something like that I still I have too much of a relationship too quickly with people and so I always have that I want to help them out kind of thing but mm. after jumping over to Simpro and starting to build in my hours in Simpro and do the pre-builds in there so I can actually see how long it's going to take me and it tracks exactly how much it's going to cost me it's really simple to see just how much I actually need to charge before I even make a profit which is usually higher than what the number I have in my head is. Um, okay. So I, yeah, I'm definitely getting a lot more confident with it, um, but it's still something I, I constantly struggle with. Um, but yeah, actually seeing the numbers on a screen in front of me, once you actually start tracking how, how you did a job or a job you're about to do with your estimates um, is a lot better. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was I using ServiceMate before Simpro and yeah, uh, ServiceMate just didn't have the the tracking in it that I wanted. Um, whereas Simpro, one hundred percent, just it's it's really hard to use, but to actually like to get your head around it when you first jump over. But once you start to use it and start to actually pull some data out of it, it's so much easier to tell people a number without feeling guilty about it. No, thanks. I think well, one thing I've done as well, man, is when I first started, I was on eighty-eight dollars an hour when I first started as a sole trader. I was on $80 plus GST is what my hourly rate was plus materials. I'm now charging out $155. Yeah, wow. So, so it's just like how much you, you've worked out, how much you're worth. 
that's how much I, that's how much we're worth, and I've increased from fight based on supply and demand. I've literally yep. gone that uh, people if you, if you want my services, especially this time of year, I've gone from jumping up from 140 to 155 just this time of year, and we're still getting quotes accepted. So as long as we're still getting that demand for work, I'm just going to keep increasing my prices. So that's awesome. Yeah, we so, were the same. We were doing when we started the incubator. We were at 70 bucks an hour in this area. That was about un, the average. It's unreal. Um, and now I just got two jobs accepted that I quoted at $185 an hour because I'm just so busy and I just yeah, don't have wow. the time to do it. So I'm just, they wanted a number from me. So I threw them 185 bucks an hour, like not, didn't tell them that. So I was charging, but that's the quote. And I just had two jobs accepted at 185. So, you know, I could have charged double, that out at 70 and got the same job. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's we, crazy. We, we just did a job based on that, Brendan, too, as well. We just did a switchboard, three-phase switchboard upgrade as well as three air conditioners and I charged 10 grand. Job came yeah. through. We finished the, we finished the job. We, we've literally just got to do one air conditioner. We finished the job in, like, between three of us, we finished the job in a day. So it was it was well worth up in that price. And again, it was based on the guys, the people that we did the work, they weren't bothered about... Um, about pricing they were bothered about branding and getting a good job and they you know that was a job that I, I as Greg said if they really want the job they'll book you in and I'll book that job and I'll put a bit of my fair bit of markup on that job and the job came through straight away and because of the vehicle signage and all that's the reason why we got that job but yeah I, I just went I just went gung-ho with the pricing and we got the job accepted and the boys finished it yesterday and they've just got to go back and just install an aircon outdoor unit aircon today uh tomorrow and the job's finished. So $10,000 just like that in a day's work. Wow. It's amazing. It's worth, it's worth it, mate. Don't let, if people, if you know your value, if you know your value and you work out your numbers, mate, don't let people dictate. I've just had a conversation with another contractor just here and he's the same position. Customers will try and dictate what you're charging or dictate what you need to do. You mm. have to work off your rule book. You have to work off the legislation. You have to work off your code of practice. You have to work off all your energy and manuals and all that. Don't let people dictate what you charge and what they want. You you, you are the professional. You have to tell them what you're worth and what you're going to charge because the more you keep saying, the more you keep saying, oh, okay, 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 you'll get ridden, mate. They'll keep riding you and you'll keep doing it. You need to build that confidence. So I was the same, mate. I'd, I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll do that. Or can you drop your price down to $100? Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, no worries. Just because you think you need the job. They need you more than you need them, mate. Trust me. And you will find your customer base where people will actually see you for who you are and what your value is, and people will pay for that quality value. Mm. So don't, don't be scared. Don't be scared to say no. I've got a question for you guys who use Simpro. Do you think uh, well, what part of running a business from like real basic to big guys would you be wanting to use Simpro? Is it like from start, like as a how sole quick, trader, or how quick do you want to grow? pretty quick if you want to say guys and i start using it now it does cost a little bit to set up but i i, I had sim i probably brandon can, can can probably vouch for this as well service makes okay for a sole trader but if you want to grow i'd probably definitely for figures wise and to see where your money's going and coming from definitely use simpro as soon as you can mm. no thank I'm you a sole trader and i went straight on to simpro and i haven't had any issues i'd say it. the same yeah there you go so what was that billy I yeah, I'm a sole trader and I went straight on to Simpro and I haven't had any issues. The training the training costs at the start's a little bit, but you just factor that into a few jobs and you pay it off pretty bloody quick and they they give you options to pay it off anyway. So, yeah, you know, it's definitely worth it. And once you start doing your pre-builds and like the boys have said, you start handing your prices out. 
it's fucking so much easier. It's just working it all out, doing the data input. That's the biggest time killer. And if you are not six, seven days a week at the moment, you've got the time to do that work. Yeah, that's valuable. That's valuable. That's valuable time as well. If you if you don't have the work, build your build your systems, build your processes, build your pricing lists. That is valuable time that you when you're busy, you will very you will struggle to get on top of. So do it now. I'm yeah, struggling no. to do it now, and I've got four guys because we just we just start busy. We don't have time. I've got so much to do in Simpro still, and Brendan's probably the same. There's still so much to learn in there, but I don't have time at the moment. You've got to schedule that time in. So while you're while you're still looking for work and trying to build, definitely, as Billy said, definitely do it now while you've got the time. Mm. Oh, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. All good, man. Thanks for sharing, Ned. Uh, Billy, how are we, bud? Good, yourself? Good, mate. How's that uh, website coming along? Uh, yeah, so he's got the prototype there. I've just got to, um, for all my sections, write a little like paragraph for it and send it off to him and make a few changes. So I've been working on that most nights. That's just me being a little bit slack, but come Christmas time and the missus wants to do all the family shit with the photos and all that. So <laughs> I've got to make that decision, you know, do I piss the missus off or do I keep her happy? So I'm feeling your pain, brother. Yeah. Billy, I'm going to get, Billy, I'm going to give you a solution. Let's um, book in a call later this week or early next week uh, and we'll get it knocked over in an hour. We'll do that. All right, too easy, man. Okay. So I'll send you my thing after this. Okay. Yeah, sweet. Sweet. Uh, look, if you've got a couple of minutes, Billy, I can see you've taken the belt off, so it looks like you're about to jump out. Uh, if you've got five minutes, we'd love to hear about where you were at the start of the year, where you are now, and what you feel has helped get you there. So at the start of the year, I've just moved back to Darwin. Um, I did three years down in Tennant Creek. Um, I started in Tennant Creek with my boss's hello, blessing. Hello. There you go. Uh, just doing um, testing and tagging down there. And he gave me a bit of advice, like he knew I wanted to do my own thing, so he's pretty supportive. Um, come back to Darwin, and I did a few things for a couple of mates, did a subby for um, a couple of other people. Um, I was only doing about four to eight grand a month up until about March. Um, March, my daughter was born, and then everything hit the floor. I fucking did $900 for the whole of March. Um, we had two... Two weeks shut down, and then I had two weeks off for my daughter. April, I did probably about a fucking 150 quotes. We had an NT government scheme, which is about $6,000 if you put $2,000 into work. And then after that, I haven't had too much time to myself. It's just been fucking flat stick. Um, I think I started the incubator in July um, or June. I can't remember which one. And yep. from there, it's just grown. Like... Um, my busiest month on my own was about 40 grand um, with about 11 profit. So I was pretty happy with that. So good. Um, I, I got onto a builder probably about August and that's been my biggest issue, um, doing new builds with him. He's taken a lot of my time. Um, I've struggled to find any workers. So I've had ads up for months. Um, they've had absolutely no luck. And then I've sort of pushed away from the builder and, focused on my core you know like where I started and I'm, one of the other boys was talking about that just before they're doing the project works as a one-man band sort of hurt him as well um so that's been a big thing for me going back to that and now the profits and the banks everything's starting to grow again so it's been a bit of a roller coaster for me um 
but yeah, I think next year is going to be good. I've got a bloke starting mid-January. He's a fully qualified tradesman, so I think that'll be a, a big boost. And yeah, but it's uh, from where I was at the start of the year to make an eight grand of turnover to doing on average about 27, it's been a bit of a difference. And um, yeah, but I'm just looking forward to next year when I get my first guy and that should really give me a big boost. Yep, I'm excited for that time too, Bill. So good. Yeah. Uh, thanks for sharing, Billy. No dramas. Um, Stuart, mate, you look like a professional gamer. Are you a streamer as well? Nah, man. Nah, I should though. I should. Even, good... even the mic, the way that sounds, there's just this crisp gamer sound to it. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's good I can claim it on tax anyway because we do this. So, um, yeah, it's good. Um, But, uh, yeah, so um, I remember November, December of 20. 19 when i first started i was like worried about even just spending the 200 bucks a month on the uh, mastermind man i was like i was pretty poor i was um sole trader um and then in february 2020 i hired my first tradesman and i um, got my first fan um i was just in a crappy like four grand ute um early 2020 and then boom tradesman in the van and then um since then now i'm almost i've got three vans now with signage and stuff which is really good and i got two tradesmen so yeah, so yeah, being grown pretty pretty happy with the results for sure. It's just the constant support and coaching, man. It's so good. Because yep. as soon as you've what, got any questions, yeah, it's great. What about your own mental mindset? Like your own like that that change within you. What what was that like? Um more confident because I felt like if I had any questions or any, you know, stuff like that, I know I ha- I have the support there. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, yep. because that was a big thing and having the confidence to put my prices up. Yeah, so just confidence in general. Yep, perfect. Thanks heaps for that. Sorry, uh, Fritzy. Hey, can I, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. Can I just say something? Um, one, of the, one of the major things for me, I reckon, in this whole academy setup, even since I started, is the four network between all the boys. Like, I think I've built a huge, like, a mateship between all of us. Um, like my first guy that I really got talking to was Andrew Sly like he's a legend I went to Hong Kong with him for the master electricians um, thing but even since and then just coming back from that and then get, actually getting into the academy and realising the true value of it I think the mateship that I've built between all the boys like I contact a lot of the guys regularly and I'm sure you guys all do but like it's just the mateship between us all we all just have a bit of banter and all that I think it's great to have that as well as just not taking it too seriously mm. um, I, that's that's just that's my opinion I don't know if the other guys seem the same but I think we're all sort of we're all in this we're all in this together for the same reason just to sort of get that especially yesterday's session with um, Jackson Millen yeah. I thought that was that was outstanding that was so powerful and I think we're all sort of realised what we're in this for Yeah. and I think the fact that we can hold each other accountable and just push each other and keep driving each other to do what we want to do I think that speaks volumes of what we're what this group's all about to be honest 100 percent yeah you know, I like just 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 cool. seeing the small like the small changes like Billy just said there like turning over 600 you know like you go through your month where he's turned over 900 you know he's done a 900 for a month and then he's up to 27,000 well that's that that sounds that sounds small but for someone like that that's huge especially in an area like Darwin when there's you know there's obviously not many guys up there looking for work but I just seen stuff like that so good and speaks volumes to what's happening between us all, you know what I mean? And I think the mateship and the camaraderie between us all is unreal. And that's what I really enjoy out of this stuff, you know. Like I love seeing all these challenges that people are 
you know, they're succeeding with it all and seeing how they're bouncing back and doing what they're doing. And it, it's a whole positive network between everybody. There's no negativity in it. And it's all, there's no egos, there's nothing. It's all about us. We're all just chasing each other's dreams and helping each other achieve those dreams. Yep. Yeah, it's a really nice place. I've been involved in a lot of different coaching um, kind of firms and things like that. And for me, this is the first one I've ever been in where I would count everyone as friends. Like it's like they're, they're, yeah, you're all fr- it, it feels like you're all friends. You're all genuinely interested in what's happening for the other person. Uh, and you're genuinely, there's no like, oh shit, Mick's doing so well. It's fuck yeah, Mick's doing well. And it's, it's oh, apart from Brendan, apart from Brendan, it's like, oh, you know, it's chasing my tail. <laughs> yeah, but he's still positive about chasing your tail. Yeah, I know he's talking about the gamma bait though, secretly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Ooh. Look, thanks for sharing, Stuart. Uh, and thanks for thanks for that, Mick. Uh, right. Kevin Morgan, Health. how are you? Kevin, all. Good, bud. How are you? Really good, really good. Um, just a quick snippet from myself personally. Um, we're still growing, and you know, we're still growing in the business, um, which is a, which is a good thing. Um, I started off in the academy, sort of in and out. Um, I actually said basically, "Honey, this is all this like awesome content. It seems like a good bunch of guys. I don't have time to do this stuff. I need to get back out in the tools." And I was doing 12, 14, 16 plus hour days. Um, it was pretty crazy. And um, yeah, it was really hard, especially with a little fella and, uh, and a wife. Um, I had an apprentice, which really, really frustrated me. Like he was a good guy, great heart. I hired him purely on heart, not on, I didn't hire him on his abilities. It was purely just because I thought he was a really good guy. And I really, really, you know, just wanted to give him an opportunity and um, had him for a year and a half and, Guys don't do that. You got to use a bit of smarts as well as heart at the same time. And um, yeah, so I invested, yeah, good good year and a half into that guy, and that there was no fruit come really out of that. Um, um, yeah, so I was working yeah seven days a week, and now it's my birthday today. Happy and, birthday, uh, Kevin! I'm actually actually in my jocks, which is freaking amazing. I've been hanging out with my little my little girl. We've got a got a five year old and. A, and a little uh, two-week-old baby, and I'm actually, I've got a lot of work um, right now, and the guys are going to be flat out all day. And um, yes, I've got two two guys. I've got a third van on the way. But how I'm feeling is it, every day it's getting better. Every day it's uncomfortable. Um, I won't won't lie about that. Every time I got to pick up the phone call, pick up the next phone call, and stuff like that with you know customers and Probably my biggest thing would be a lot of, you know, a lot of change for everyone is no one likes to hear the word no when it comes to sending a quote and, you know, that feeling of rejection and stuff like that. So that's something that I've been challenged with because I'm definitely a people pleaser. I like to um, to, to see people, customers always happy. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're definitely at an exciting point in the business. What's been a light bulb moment for me has been... Um, when we've gone over to SimPro and now we can start to track our numbers better, working with Kirk and the guys. Um, and the fact that with SimPro, you can actually have an automated business where your guys are actually starting to look at their jobs two to three days out. Whereas I've worked in places, you know, even bigger companies, uh, you know, quite big companies, medium sized to, to large, you know, 
mining companies and they haven't had that sort of organization that we're already starting to come out with with Simpro where they can actually plan three, four days in advance rather than go back to the workshop, have that dead time, you know, half an hour banter in the morning where the guys just talk shit for in the morning. They can actually be planned, ready to out, out there on the job, ready to go and and guns blazing. So, you know, it feels like it's it's actually starting to feel like a business, which is exciting. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, still got a lot of things to learn. Like I personally didn't do a lot of the um, the pricing on site and stuff. I've sort of I cowered away from that, but I'm you know I'm definitely uh, picking up the spade in that regard. Um, at the moment, the guys are doing scoping out on jobs, um, and I'm still doing that quoting. But we're moving towards uh, you know fully automating where the guys will actually be you know doing audits and stuff out on site and um, you know with the smoke smokies and RCD workflows and stuff like that. That's what we're building on for this eight weeks. And um, hopefully by the end of the eight weeks, the guys are out there creating more work, which you don't actually have to create yourself through Google ads and Facebook leads and stuff like that, which is exciting. Yep, really exciting. All that's really exciting stuff. Yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. Um, and my wife's actually away right now. So she's been in the office this whole time, you know, working her butt off, but um, She's been able to take two weeks out of the, you know, she's been able to take time off since bub and I've been in the office, which is a big, big thing for me, which I usually try to run away from the office, uh, but there's no choice now. So it's a good, it's a real growth curve over the last two weeks and I'm actually feeling like a business owner. That's excellent. It's a really nice, to a nice place to get to. Um, Dylan, under a house. But once again, I'm everyone who's sharing. Sorry? I'm just re re relaying what Dylan's just written. Uh, Dylan's stuck under a house, but he's pumped. Everyone who's sharing your legends, keep <laughs> it up. Awesome. That's I was awesome. Always, I'm getting to the point where I want to ask Dylan while he's stuck under the house to start his sharing and put his camera on. Um, but I'm not going to do that to him. Um, but one thing, Mitch, is just yep. what Michael said, is just valuing yourself and valuing your services. And yeah. um, what's been really powerful is the analogies that the guys do in the team, like what Kirk was saying is... Um, you know, like we're chatting about just the other day um, where, you know, you've got doctors and stuff out there. They, they do the 10 years. You know, you've got tradies in here that have done, you know, 16 years in the trade, but they haven't valued their services. They go and whack an earth stake in for $16, the material cost, and they go, why should I charge, you know, you know, anything over 100 bucks or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Getting out of that mindset and going, hey, we're professionals. Um, if, if that earth stake's not in there, it's we've been proactive in that, in that, and actually really stepping out from where the industry is right now and being proactive and, and looking for for areas in, you know, people's homes where they're not being protected and things that could actually potentially, you know, risk their life. We're actually saving lives by, by doing those health checks and we should value the value those services that we're actually providing. Cause when that's not average in, in any area around Australia, I don't feel people aren't proactively going out to, to, to go that extra mile and we should be rewarded for it. Yeah, exactly yep. right. I think, I think it's about keeping the industry safe again, mate. I think you're right there, Kevin. You've got to, we, we, we're here for the reason of keeping the industry, getting the industry back to where it, it used to be, where it belongs. Totally. And, you know, the surgeon doesn't go in there and say, hey, it only took you, I only, I only spent 15 cents on stitches for that one and I just cut a bit yeah. of meat and sliced it open. Yeah. It only took me 15 cents. Yeah, same principle. <laughs> same principle, mate. Exactly right. Um, you know, just valuing the fact that we've done a trade and that trades people should value what they do a lot more. 
Um, and then, you know, and, and looking at it and going, you know, do I want to be a slave to my business? And do I, you know, want to spend the next 10 years not being able to have a vacation because I don't charge enough to be able to put in a operations manager so I can actually have a holiday where I'm not stressing out every 20 seconds because I'm in Japan answering phone calls with the guys and going, hey, then you know, trying to put out bushfires and never ever having a real holiday. So starting with that vision mindset and going, shit, we've got to actually set this up so we can actually have a holiday and actually have a real life. Exactly right. Yeah, so true. Thanks for that, Kev. Um, ben. Yeah. Um, I can relate to what they say. Um, yeah, with the startup, I started up with someone else pretty much as a sole trader. You know, we don't have a really sense of business uh, skills or a sense of direction, knowing where we're heading. Um, yeah, kind of, you know, winging it for the first sort of probably yeah, year. Um, and then, yeah, but I was always talking around with other sparkies that I met in different wholesalers, but I figured out I, we were never on the same mindset. Um, some people just kept it old school. They just wanted to continue with um, pen and paper, just being old school, because that's how um, the old man did it, because they obviously been an electrician because the old man was an electrician. So they just uh, weren't actually moving with times. And um, yeah, I always wanted to look into the future, sort of what we can do, improving things, um, taking everything more electronically, digital, um, and uh, make the systemize uh, the yeah the business. And um, yeah, obviously with obviously the academy was the same thing where I found now people that have the same mindset get along pretty well. Um, and also yeah, keeping in touch because these are the people that actually on the same wavelengths. Um, you know, asking the questions if there's any doubts, especially like we talked about with quotes, why we're a bit more dear or that. But I think um, the the more we grow as a community of, in um, the Success Academy, I think hopefully in the future we can start doing a bit of a push. Because um, what I feel like is sometimes plumbers are already on the same level with the sparkies. There can be huge difference of uh, nearly 100 well, 60 to 100 plus uh, dollars to so some sparky charge, you know, as little as 60 plus uh, dollars or some of us that we will be around at 120 plus. Um, I think we'll, we can try to put a bit of a movement on there that we get, uh, you know, higher standards. Because, um, yeah, our, our electric is, um, gets a lot of, um, is undermined. Like people always say, oh, it's, it should be this simple because they don't see the stuff what's behind the scene. All they see is a light fitting and a light switch and they just push the button and it looks all cool. But we're playing with a silent deaf. So, and I think uh, moving forward, it's like, yeah, well, we're at the moment, it's um, you know, getting the system in, having a company and with the training, you know, training our staff, training admin or, you know, the, the company itself, it just makes the whole picture. And that's what I really enjoy doing. It's just not just going out and sorting night switches and PowerPoint. It's actually creating my business. It's hope everyone else is like, this is our baby. We want to see that growing. We want to see that, you know, walking and getting bigger and bigger and just uh, make that all worthwhile and leaving a legacy sort of behind. That's what I want to do. Yep. What would a legacy look like for you, Ben? Like if you, you, you think of that, what would, what would you be happy with leaving behind? Um, you know, having a, a, a business that people actually can trust because um, we've got no time to bullshit, we'll be honest, um, that I can see through and see this is honest work has been done and they get quality work. 
Um, and yeah, it's just uh, the customer satisfaction. That's what we strive for, of, um, making sure that we've done giving 110%, you know. Um, well, I always look, if I had to hire a tradie, um, who would that be? And is he going to do the right thing by me? And that's what we want to achieve, to make sure, um, you know, uh, that it's 100% done. That's what we want to do. Yep. Did you, were you in last night's session, Ben? Yeah, I was. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was really interesting to think of that what we're doing now could impact generations, <laughs> you know, our generations beyond. You know, yeah. we're building these businesses so that hopefully we can, you know, change our lineage almost, you know, our kids, we can leave them, you know, more than what we had, you know, and they can in turn, you know, have these, you know, businesses or they can have, you know, some form of, uh, you know, backup in inheritance or, or whatever it looks like. And we can yeah. literally change a dynasty. Now, if we want to look at our own lineage and our own heritage and our own uh, dynasty, we can literally change that by what we're doing now. And, and I thought that was a really beautiful thing to think of. You know, we, we're alive right now, but what we do right now can affect, you know, three, four, five generations from now if we do it right Yeah. in regards to what we leave. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for that, Ben. Um, look, Dylan's under a, a house. I don't know if you can all see, but Dylan did show us his camera before uh, and he's literally under a house. A lot of the time I think they're excuses. I won't lie. Uh, but this one wasn't. He was he was right on in there. I don't know if he can reach his phone, but if he can, I'd love to see it. Dylan, come on, show us that. Show us the money. <laughs> there he is. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend. Thanks for that, bud. <laughs> oh god. Um, rather you than me, Dylan. Jesus. Mm. Yeah. And that's probably sort of what we want to get out of it, you know? That's not like something <laughs> you want to do for the rest of your life. So do the heartbeat now and then have someone else uh, the joy doing this stuff. Sort of yeah. Look, I can see I've got Jeff and Adam uh, on the call. Uh, guys, I can't see your cameras. Um, I don't need cameras, but I'd love... Uh, I'm going to ask Jeff first. Jeff, if you can unmute or show us your camera or do both. Uh, yeah, there we go. Just we go. in the middle of doing a switchboard upgrade there. But uh, look, you got a couple of minutes to tell us about where yeah, you're currently at and, you know, where you, so where you started the year, where you're currently at and what's changed. Yeah, so I guess about a year ago, it was just myself and my business partner in the business and we were kind of stuck in the same same way for about three years, um, not making much money, just getting by, probably not, definitely not charging enough. We started out charging like 75 bucks an hour bumped it up to 90 but now we're at 120 um just we're in the current incubator at the moment with kirk so i guess since i started things haven't changed much because we uh, we took on a tradie and an apprentice about maybe two months before we started the incubator and kirk kind of told me how we made a mistake we because we were so busy we reactive hired and I still haven't had time to train the tradie. Um, and the tradie now is pretty much training my apprentice when the tradie is not even trained how I'd like him to be, you know? So we're um, just super busy at the moment and trying to get on top of things. Um, learning a lot in the incubator, but at the same time, not getting the time to implement at the moment. So hopefully when we start with the performers, we'll be able to implement a bit more. 
Yeah, you'll also have uh, a bit of a team behind you to kind of maybe be implementing a bit of the stuff that you're unable to kind of give you a bit of automation um, and really just free up some of that time, hopefully, for you. You're with, is it Michael, your business partner? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I remember chatting to yeah, you boys so a couple of months ago. And we're, we're a man down at the moment because Mick's wife had a baby and he's still off. So <laughs> congratulations, man. <laughs> to get shit done for Christmas. Um, what's been a bit of a light bulb moment for you over this last year? You know, you said that at this point in time, not much has changed, uh, even though I, I feel like maybe a couple of things have, but has there yep. been a bit of a light bulb moment for you where maybe you've had a realization around what needs to change? Yeah. Starting the incubator and talking to Kirk, Kirk has some great ideas and advice on, um, what we should be doing and what we've been doing wrong, I guess. Um, so learning a lot from Kirk at the moment and it's 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 making me realise that I need to get off the tools whereas before I was I think like one of the guys was saying there um, the, the customers ask for me or they ask for Mick because we've done work for them before but we kind of need to start taking a step back from that and hopefully next year take on another tradie or possibly two because our business is kind of it's got two sides to it, really, the electrical and the solar. I kind of yeah. take care of the electrical and Mick takes care of the solar. So we kind of need another guy each, at least, I think. So if we can yeah. do that and step back from the tools a bit, I think we'll be, we'll be uh, killing it. I know you will. And um, I'm excited for you guys to finish. I think you finish the next month. Jan yeah. will be the last month for you. Um, yeah. And you'll be popping up into uh, peak performance if you choose to. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go through a lot up there. So it'll be great. Yeah. Um, thanks heaps for that, Jeff, uh, Adam, but thanks for taking the time out of what you're doing. You're currently on mute. I can just see mouth. Like it looks like you're like a, a guppy. Like, hi, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah. Hey, hey man. How are you? Yeah. Good, bud. How are you? Yeah. Not too bad. Um, would love to hear about where you, uh, were a year ago, where you are now. And anything that's transpired between? Um, a year ago, I was just working really hard, like every day. Had enough work coming in for myself. Um, didn't have the best mindset, though, around like business mindset. Um, so I got onto the academy pretty early on in starting my business. So I didn't have those like extended periods of time, char like charging like 70 bucks an hour or anything. So I had a pretty good start from the uh, content that I was able to get onto with the academy but since doing the incubator um just having all the little gold nuggets to like skyrocket your your monthly sales has been huge <clears throat> like the rcd workflow all mm -hmm. the on-site upgrades um all the systems simpro and everything um yeah it's all been all been amazing yeah clips all catalog pricing on the uh quotes um kirk's got some absolute gold so that's been huge for me. And um, in the last, through the incubator, I put on my first tradie. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, monthly sales has gone up about 20K for about 30 to 50 monthly. So, yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Um, thanks for that, Adam. Uh, no I'd like to take a sec to say, I've heard Kirk's name mentioned a huge amount of times of all you guys that have been through those incubators. Uh, so I'd like to say, um, oh, we don't I, need you, mate. We don't need you, mate. No, See ya. 
Mate, I'm aware of that. I'm, I'm, I don't want to be needed. No. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy not being needed. Uh, anyone that's got a call booked with me today, apparently I'm not needed, so I'll not be chatting to, to, to you today. <laughs> mate, I've got, okay. a, I've got a, Mitch, I've got to pick your brain about some marketing, mate. Okay, I'll book a call with you next week. Yeah, you've all booked a call with me. That's why I said it. How do I book a call? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Adam, I'll, I'll, send you, I'll send you something um, in, the pla- in Workplace. I'll send you a link. Um, but I just want to say a huge thanks to Kirk Uh, listening to all you guys talk around that uh, a lot of you have just you know we're talking about your light bulb moments being incubator Um, and you know Kirk and Greg are uh, doing a fantastic job in there but huge mention to Kirk Uh, I love your analogies especially sports ones Um, and I'm forever a goalie (laughs) forever a goalie I love it Uh, and just hearing you guys uh who have, you know, gone through that program and have gone from here to here and talking around how that's made such a big change, um, you know, definitely hugely in part to Kirk. So thanks for that, bud. Um, has it. anyone got any questions for anyone? Look, silence is yep. amazing. Yes. Uh, yep. I have some questions for, like, um, in the future, so when you're thinking about hiring someone, um, you guys that have already hired people, what do you guys, what's some key important things which you're looking for? Personality. Are they, could you see yourself, you know, do you like that person? <laughs> it might sound silly, but do you like that person? Don't hire someone that you don't think that you like. That's like the first thing is their personality doesn't match. The business model doesn't match uh, someone that you could see yourself working in with. Yeah. Unless you can stick stick them in a room by themselves, which is what they've done with yeah, me at ESA. <laughs> they just sit me in a room by myself. I'm the same. Yeah, yeah. Now, nah, but Kevin, 100. Uh, don't always hire on tech. I mean, tech is definitely a big part of it, technical skill. But you know, think of someone that you can happily have a conversation with, and can see yourself working next to, and you know, forming a, a friendship with. I think that's a really important part of it. Ned, I think the the big thing about hiring is appreciate and understand what are the things that you can train someone to do and what are the things that are inherent character types that you can't teach someone. So some of the things might be um, like honesty, for example, you can't teach someone to be honest. They're just either an honest person or not. So you want to try and filter, filter those people as best you can and you can teach the rest. And also do they look like that's someone that's open to be molded a little. Um, if they, you know, if they've got a strong ego and they don't, uh, and they're not someone that you feel that you could communicate to 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 teach or to do, you know, the way that you want to do things in the business, it's probably a waste of time. Thanks. Perfect. Anyone else? Was there a um, a video that said you could give us a sort of demo on Simpro? I think Greg spoke about it. Oh, um, I know that there's a few of them in Peak Performers. Um, I'm pretty sure there's one in Mastermind. Give me a sec. I'll search Yeah, there's now. a Mastermind one. There is a Mastermind. Yeah. Pro hack. I'll search now for you and send that to you, Luke. Give me a sec. Cool. See you later. Even send the hacks one from the Peak Performers. Actually, I'll send the hacks one. Uh, no, I, I can't send the Peak Performers one because um, Luke won't have access to that. Oh, um, right. okay. yeah. But what I can do is we actually had an interview with Oh, uh, yes. Yep. I'll send you that. 
you still don't know what I'm talking about, but I'll send it to you. With this X, I'll send it now. Those two are good. Yeah, the mastermind one and then that one with the interview. So, Kirk, cool. if you could just take over for a sec while I find this and send it. Yeah, sweet. Um, any other questions, guys? No other questions? I was thinking, I don't know, this might be, I was going to ask this later in a coaching session or something, but um, so has anyone uh, implemented actual admin staff yet in their business and at what point would they? Like if someone else stands to the phones? Yeah. Kevin, we've got every, every most yeah. here, I think. Yeah, all of us, I think. Yeah. yeah so, so you all have, except <coughs> me. <laughs> I'm not doing. You're not on your own. Yeah, the key thing is just having, you know, start like probably the advice would be, um, if you're doing anything in your business that you could see some, see it, your admin staff doing, start using like a software like Loom, to screen share. So as you're doing it what you're doing on your software or whatever, um, you know, talking through that and being able to teach them and, and creating the videos now so that later on you'll have like a database of, of videos for them to watch straight up. If you don't have time um, to work in with them straight away, that you can basically have like a library of things that you want them to watch over the next coming days. And that, that can be basically a training tool where you don't have as much time in the office to be able to be, able to be training them. Yeah. So with answering phones, do you have anyone, because what I want to do is I want someone to answer the phones. Um, so then when I like, obviously when I'm busy, like now they can answer the phone for me instead of me just having to ring them back and missing out on work opportunities um, or being able to chase work while they're answering the phone or getting them to chase work and answer phones while I chase work and answer phones. You know what I mean? Like double down. Has, has anyone been able to do that? So have someone to answer the phones. Yeah. Yeah, we've got someone that uh, that we've got to answer our phones and share. She does. She books in the jobs. She even sent. She sends through um, smaller quotations and stuff for like generic things like fan replacements and stuff like that. Sweet. Is that a VA or we? Yeah. Yeah, we've got, we've got a VA. Um, we have had a lady in the office. Fortunately, she wasn't a fit after the first week, but yeah, yeah, that can do all of that. You still got the microwave, Kevin, I see. Yeah, I still got the microwave. I've never owned a microwave for like 15 years. I only got it just for her. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Um, Sweet, man. That would be my word of advice. Like, start recording everything now. Like, literally everything. You don't even have to do like a special effort for it. Just literally just recording on Loom and preparing those things for like, this is how you create a, uh, you know, quotation. This is how you create a job order for this real estate or that property manager. Um, and then literally do it on your screen. And then that way, when it comes time, they can literally just, <laughs> you can even get them to build workflows out of it. And once they built the workflow, you know, whether they're on the right page, whether they know how to do it or not. Do you, what piece of tech do you use to record those uh, videos, like screen videos? Loom, L-O-O-M. Sweet. Um, Ned and Luke, I've just sent you that video. That's the video on Simpro. Uh, it's with, I don't, uh, I don't know if he was the, is the owner or the, I don't know who he is, but he's a key trainer at least in Simpro. Um, so have a look cool. at that video I've just sent you. Um, but there is a lot more training in Mastermind. Just search Simpro. I will be Cheers, mate.
Um, Stuart, in regards to your thing around getting someone else to actually answer the phone, um, one of the key things that I've identified with a lot of the guys uh, with doing the automations and things is having your uh, SLPs properly set up. Because if someone's answering the phone and you want them to quote over the phone, having that set up is literally, it, it's gonna help you win so many more jobs. If they're able to quote there and then, uh, it's it's really, really gonna help you with the conversion rates. So making sure that back end systems is really built out nicely uh, for them will help them a lot as well. Yeah, sweet, um, man. But if you want, we can go, we can book in a session and go through a, a time slot. I've been through it with a few of the guys. Um, around, you know, looking at VAs, um, systemizing a lot of things for that admin staff, um, and really, really, like at the moment, how many hours a week do you spend on admin? Um, probably, like probably, uh, probably like thirty percent on the tools, and the rest on just all admin chasing work. So, how many hours do you work a week? Uh, as soon as I wake up till at least like maybe five o'clock at night or something. Sometimes a bit later if I'm chasing like chasing back phone calls. So about a 40, 50 hour week? Yeah, yeah. So do you realize that you're spending 30 hour, 35 hours a week on admin? What's yeah. your hourly rate? What's your uh, 142. Rate? You ready for this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you want to know how much a year, do you want to know how much a year you're losing or not making by not having someone in admin? Yeah. I don't know if you'll see this. You see that back the front? Oh, wow. Yeah, bud. That's huge. That's, just letting you know, 0.7. So you said you're spending 75% of your time and 35 hours a week, 35 yeah. hours a week times your call out rate times 52, 200 yeah. something thousand dollars. So think oh, of if, you man. Can get, if you can get an admin person on, um, you know, great one from the Philippines or even an in-house person doing admin, um, you'll save yourself a hell of a lot of uh, lost, lost revenue. Revenue okay. that could be made potential. So let's book an. I'll book in a call with you. I'll send you something as well. Yeah, I, I uh, think I do have a call already within you today. I think you do actually twelve thirty. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks sweet man. Me. Cool. Sweet. We'll go through some stuff then. Yeah, I'm excited, uh, man. So excited about that. Perfect. Look, guys. Um, I just like fully lost my train of thought. We've been through questions. Uh, anyone got any more? No. Look, it, thank you so much for today's session. It's really important for us to kind of sometimes stop and reflect about where we where we were and where we are and what's helped to get us there. Um, I'm really excited for the coming year. I'm actually really excited for the year that's been, um, seeing, you know, the growth. Like I've only been uh, in the academy uh, really having, you know, contact with you guys since we launched Peak Performers. Um, I was more behind the scenes, but it's been really, really nice getting to know everyone. Um, so I'm really excited for the next year ahead. Um, and working with you all closer. Um, Ned and Luke, uh, I'm really excited to have a, a conversation with you in you know, six months time, four months time, uh, when we're talking around peak performers. Um, no pressure. Uh, I mean, I think everyone here is in it. Everyone's but, uh, set the bar yeah. really high. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'll, I'll be honest. It's, yeah, everyone's set the bar really high, but it's also where everyone's got to. You know, it's, it's what mm. the, the natural progression is that comes from putting in the work and working on the business as opposed to in the business. Um, thank you to all you guys for sharing today. Uh, it was really nice to, uh, you know, hear about the journey. Um, Kirk, have you got anything you'd like to say? No, just that that's, uh, it's always a good time at the end of the year to recap like what we've been, what we've been through, what we've done. 2020 has uh, been a whirlwind of a year and being able to, you guys navigate, and not just make it through, but actually 
dominate through one of like what will prove to be one of probably the biggest economic crisis of our careers is uh is pretty special and pretty powerful and don't undersell that for yourselves either you've done an amazing job in, in what's been a really difficult conditions mm. yeah i've actually really enjoyed 2020 i know that might sound weird to say but uh it's really helped me reflect and you know really change my mindset um around different things so you know and you guys have all been a part of that Kirk, I'd love a sport analogy. If you can give us a sport analogy around reflection or something, that's great. Oh, sport no, around analogy around reflection. Oh, easy, yes. easy, easy done. Okay, so... Wait, wait, um, I'm going to loom this now. No, jokes. <laughs> it's, it's super critical to reflect on what happened, what has happened, so that we can get better in the future. This is the whole reason why sporting teams, after they finish their game on Saturday... They have two training sessions yes, to go to work on the things that they didn't do well in the previous match so they can get better for the next match. Mm. Yeah. Self-reflection. you got to get it. Love it. That was a simple one, but you know what? It really hit here. Did it? It was real yeah. off, the, off the cuff there. Any warning would be like, great. So next nah. time. <laughs> you know how I roll, Kirk. I don't do warning. Come on. I like to spring things on people. Um. Guys, thanks heaps for today. If anyone's got anything um, that they need to ask, ask now or forever hold your peace. Just a quick one, Jake. On, uh, uh, I put in the chat last night. I don't know if we've got a reply yet, but would be uh, for fault finding. Just a quick one. I saw that one. Fault finding <laughs> all around labour, obviously. There's and say there's no, um, there's no. Uh, I can remember. I remember it. You yeah. had a call out at the initial rate of one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Finding. But yep. like what if my technician was there for three hours or four hours even um, on, on a fault finding expedition um, yep. would you go because it's like there's no pre-build there's no SLPs on that would you go you know 165 for the first hour 99 for the hours no, I, I package the whole thing up as one unit so take your three hours or four hours or whatever it is and have a quantity of one and then a dollar figure so the dollar, dollar figure might be $671.95 and then there's no reference or way to then deduct an hourly rate or reverse engineer an hourly rate out of that. Roger. And always what I love to, you know me, I always like to have um, a response back in regards to that. So if they say, so how did you come to that with the labor? Yeah. Just say that's what our, our fault finding is charged in, in packets of time. And that's how many you know, packets of time we have to use. Yeah. And then if they go if they go after it, you you then you sort of have to give give them the information that they're looking for. But by by presenting it that way, there's often no real reason to go any further than that. If, if you say it over the phone, do you state them a package of time, or do you just sort of give them a generic? Say you think it will take half hour, but then it takes four hours. Yeah. So what I would do is I would give them that genetic that. Let's just say I've estimated 30 minutes worth of fault finding. I'll give them the dollar figure for 30 minutes worth of fault finding, not the packet price. And then I would put on the job card, estimated 30 minutes, and I've estimated that much, that dollar uh, value to the client. So if our guys get there and go, holy shit, it's going to take me three hours, they go, sorry, Kirk thought this was going to be way easier. Um, it's actually going to be more along the lines of this. So we then discuss that. Say they're on site, right? Well, and they don't know how long it's going to take them, potentially. Like it's yeah. a Queensland, like on this one, it was a busted Queenslander, had to yeah. track track out all through junction boxes, all through you know whatever to do, pole point in the light circuit. 
he didn't know how long, so he couldn't give the pricing up front. Yeah. How would they go about that? Um, yeah, well, in that situation, there's, if the client's into you about the price and how much it's going to cost, after you've got that initial assessment and it exceeds that, then I would go drop back to like sort of like a default, okay, it's going to be X amount per 30 minutes, per 15 minutes after that. Got it. So that, that block gets you away from winning the job at an hourly rate. And then yep. once you're on site, you can incorporate an hourly rate on after that. So every, would you get them to explain it in an increment of 15 minutes blocks? I use 15 minute blocks because it's the smallest dollar value. So for us, $39 sounds better than 158. So would you say $39 per 15 minutes? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So Kirk, can you explain that again? How do you, how do you actually justify that to the customer? So in, in what way, Matt? Sorry. The, how we come about the, the hourly rate or. Yeah. Yeah. Putting a, putting an hourly rate on top of um, the flat rate price that you provide. How do you explain yeah. that? Okay. So it's all about, um, this is a really good, good question. Cause it's one of the skills that I think is often undersold in our industry. And, and that is the ability to justify. So your, your ability to justify how it, how it sits outside of a standard job. Okay, so for me, it might be if someone rings up and says, hey, I've lost power to my property, perhaps I would be like, okay, normally I can find a fault in 90 minutes. So I'll give them the 90 minute package price. And I'll be like, sweet, yep, no worries. I'll come out and get that sorted for you. Pricing estimate is about this. Then I get there and after an hour, I'm like, ooh, man, this is, this is curly. So then I would go, the reasons why this isn't standard are because X, Y, Z, uh, I haven't got access to this or this. And this is, um, this process is more involved than a standard fault finding procedure. And then I would uh, indicate then 15 minute blocks after that. Gotcha. But you gotta, you gotta, you have to, you have to set that expectation beforehand so they so that they know that 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 they're subject to that potential increase right yeah. and so all, all you need to do with that is to set that pretense at the start is just go the standard pricing usually our standard fault finding packet price is this and then the second it's not standard then you have that justification if, if you can justify how it's not standard then you can negotiate a, a new price with the client so that's smart. So in summary, so so say I call up. We'll just do a quick role play, Kirk, because role plays are powerful, as well as analogy. <laughs> um, so just um, hey, Kirk, uh, buddy, I just got me uh, power tripped. Uh, my lights won't reset. I just need I needed need an electrician to come out to um, to carry out some fault finding. Uh, how much do you think it's going to cost to have a technician get that resolved for us? Okay, Kevin, uh, really hard for me to give you a, like a 100% accurate fee because every fault is going to be different. But generally, our standard fault finding fee is 276. We'll find most faults within that period of time. We'll be able to rectify and get you back up and running. Uh, if there's anything outside of that, I'll, I'll be able to advise you when we're on site. Uh, I've got availability on Wednesday. Does Wednesday morning suit you? Something like that. Cool. And then the text on the, on the ground, he's... Over 90 minutes, he, he's going to take potentially three hours. Um, and then he's out on site and he needs to now relay that information after 90 minutes. Yeah, so he'll know what that 276 allows for. 
yeah. so 276 allows for 1.75 hours or something. I don't know. Uh, so once it exceeds that period or once it gets close to it or once he understands that it will exceed that ex uh, that expectation, then yeah. we open the dialogue around the reasons why this isn't standard. That's the key. Yeah. If you just go there and go, this is taking longer than I thought, then you look like a mug and the client's not going to flow with that. So yeah. the ability to justify the reasons why is the critical step. And then letting them know, hey, it's going to be um, X amount per 15 minute block. Yeah. Or if they're like, I know I just need one more hour, then you can package the price as a whole new package. So instead of 276, we're looking at 333, something like that. What, what, that that's not <laughs> the right ratios, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Absolutely. So they just repackage that whole price for them so they understand what they're paying. 100%. Do you charge, do you charge extra for our hours? Uh, yes, we do. Yeah. So after hours, yeah. the way we do is we have a really large initial call out fee and then we charge standard rates after that. Okay. That weeds out a lot of the people that are just like dicking around. And mm -hmm. as far as we're concerned, paying our guides is expensive for after hours call outs as well because we have to pay them like massive. So for us, with that, with the big after hours call out fee, what it enables us to do is go, yeah, we can come out tonight. It's going to cost you this and we can get it fixed. Or did you want us to book it in first thing tomorrow morning? If you can hang on till the morning, we'll give you the standard call out fee and then it's just a normal job for us. Yeah. It sounds like cool. communication is the key part for that, Kirk. Would that be correct? Oh, big time. Yeah. It's the, yeah. Communication is the key part for everything we do. <laughs> Kevin, your role play is a little different than what I'm used to, but guys, that was great. <laughs> That's good because, I mean, that really all flows into anything that's labour-based, um, you know, because there's a lot of things that are labour-based still where people are supplying fans and stuff like that. So that can all be translated back towards, um, you know, labour-based type work. Yep, perfect. Um, anyone yeah, else got anything? I was going to say, even with the um, equipment, say they're supplying the fan, you know, um, they might supply some off-brand fan where the where the wiring is different to what you used to and then you know you might have to justify in that way that you had to finagle around some bracket or make some makeshift thing because you're not used to that exactly that fan installation something like that you know exactly and the thing is like what when i said it was like an under understated skill in our industry is so many people just go oh this is taking longer than I thought, or this is harder than I thought. That's not justifying. That's just that's just an excuse. So if you can pinpoint the reasons why this is taking you longer and actually communicate that with your client, then most people are pretty reasonable and provided you do a good job of justifying it, they're more than happy to have that price adjusted provided they can see that there's the valid reason to it. Hey, Kirk, Ben's um, asked if we could do a session around this um, to drill yes. down on it. What I was actually thinking, what do you think about uh, doing a, uh, a session or around all different kind of like scenarios and role playing how that would actually work from your own experience? Yeah, we'll do a dress up session. Dress, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, we'll put that in the works and we'll maybe get that out next week or the week after. Um, we'll, we'll have a session. Um, maybe a mastermind or uh, yeah, probably a mastermind session. Um, we'll see how we go with that. But I think that's really good, Ben. That's a great idea. Um, look, guys, that's that's us at a wrap uh, for this week's mastermind session. Um, 
thank you for all who contributed, which was all. Uh, thanks for hopping in. Um, Matt, I noticed you hopped in late today, um, but thanks for thanks yeah, for popping by. Yeah, I was by. on another meeting. That's all good, bud. That's all good. Um, hopefully, we will uh, see you all uh, next week. If there's still one more, let me look at the dates. Yeah, I think there's one more next week. Oh, wait. No, there's not because it's fortnightly. When's the next one? Yeah. 30th. 30th. We'll see you all on the 30th. Uh, guys, if we don't see you, enjoy your Chrissy. Enjoy your New Year's. Um, keep safe and have fun. Thanks, guys. See you later. Cheers, guys. See you later. See you, legends. Uh, is there an energy call today? Yes, Nick. It's at two. It's at four. Actually, Nick's gone. Guys, for anyone that needs it, there's an energy call today. I think it's at three. If you haven't heard already, we've got an awesome offer for the start of 2021 where you'll get one month at the Academy Mastermind on us. So it's $276 worth of value. And also a one-on-one -on -one coaching session valued at $750, absolutely free to help you level up your business this year. 2021 is going to be a massive year for a lot of us. We've got to understand the implications of different things, especially working within COVID. So come on board, join the team and get the support that you need to scale up your business fast. Really excited, Jump on if you want that. Go to the website, it's in the show notes, or otherwise type in www.electrician-success-academy.com and use the coupon code 2021 when you sign up and you'll get that thousand dollars plus value of coaching absolutely free. Really excited to meet you guys. Looking forward to having you on board. All the best. See you guys soon.